Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. We're back in the book of Leviticus. We'll be jumping back in at verse 5 and finishing up the chapter uh, down to verse 34. This is the Day of Atonement that we're looking at. And as McGee says, this Day of Atonement gives us a picture um, sort of symbolically of, of what Jesus Christ was doing for us on the cross. He was making atonement for um, our sins. He was he was paying a price as an offering for us, as a sin offering. Um, and then um, he is um, then going to be taken away uh, as he is um, resurrected, and those sins are taken away with him. They are forever gone. They are forgotten. Um, and so we're going to see how. There's symbolism of Christ in what the priest is doing, uh, and then there'll be symbolism of Christ in the two goat offerings that we'll see, and um, and then the, um, the 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 solemn nature of this day of atonement that um, the the nation Israel observed, and <clears throat> it's like. For us also to pay such solemn um, gratitude and reverence to the fact of the day that the Lord laid laid down His life for us, uh, we want to remember that because we have been atoned every day now through Christ. What Christ did on the cross supersedes even these this ritual, the once a year ritual, because Christ atoned one time, once for all, for all people, uh, and all generations. So, with that in mind, we'll we'll go through and we'll try to make some of the high points of this reading. Verse five, and he shall take from the congregation. This is Aaron now, of the people of Israel, two male goats for a sin offering and one ram for a burnt offering. Okay, so again, we've got the sin offering, the burnt offering, two male goats, and a ram for the burnt offering. Verse 6, Aaron shall offer. Now, Aaron is wearing 
this holy linen cloth. He's not wearing the fancy uh, priestly stuff for the regular uh, uh, offerings. He's now down to very humble garments. They're holy, but they're humble, and he's the only one doing this. And so it's sort of like Christ being taking off his holy robes and being in very humble attire when he was going to the cross. He he was in complete humility. And Christ uh, was the only one who went to the cross. He was working alone. And just as the symbolism here is is Aaron or the chief priest is doing all this alone. Verse 6, Aaron shall offer a bull as a sin offering for himself and shall make atonement for himself and for his house. Verse 7, then he shall take the two goats. So he's making he's making atonement for his, his own household. Now he's going to make atonement for the people of, of Israel. So verse 7, then he shall take the two goats and set them before the Lord at the entrance of the tent of meeting. And Aaron shall cast lots over the two goats. One lot for the Lord and the other lot for the Azel. And the Azel, that's A-Z-A-Z-E-L. And um, zeal, however you want to pronounce it. The Bible says, my study Bible says, the zeal um, is, it's not clear exactly what that word means, but the sort of traditional way of thinking of it is the zeal is going to be the goat that's let go. One goat is going to be killed. One goat is going to be let go. And that's how we get the um, modern-day phrase, scapegoat, the goat that gets away. Or you're going to be placing the sin on that goat and making that goat a scapegoat. In other words, there's one goat that's going to... And there's one goat that's going to die for the sins, but then the sins are symbolically transferred on the scapegoat, the scapegoat is set free to go away. And so just as the soldiers cast lots for Jesus' clothing, Jesus was playing the role of both. He is the sacrifice that died for our sins, but then the emphasis is not on his death, but on his resurrection. And He takes those sins away from us. They are gone. Just like the scapegoat leaves the camp, symbolically taking the sins away into the wilderness, never to be seen again. Jesus symbolically takes the sins of the world away. Those sins are never to be seen again. And Jesus leaves to sit at the right hand of God the Father. Okay, so verse 9, And Aaron shall present the goat, on which the lot fell for the Lord and use it as a sin offering. So in other words, he sacrifices that goat. Verse 10, But the goat on which the lot fell for the azeal shall be presented alive before the Lord to make atonement over it, that it may be sent away into the wilderness to azeal. Okay, so that's that symbolism of being sent away. 
Okay, and now verse 11, Aaron shall present the bull as a sin offering for himself, and he shall make atonement for himself and for his house, and he shall kill the bull as a sin offering for himself, and he shall take a censer full of coals of fire from the altar before the Lord, and two handfuls of sweet incense, beaten small, and he shall bring it inside the veil, and put the incense on the fire before the Lord, that the cloud um, of the incense may cover it, cover the mercy seat that is over the testimony so that he does not die. So in other words, he's not supposed to see the glory of the Lord, so he's making this cloud of incense, and he's supposed to be doing everything exactly according to the way the Lord is instructed, because if he doesn't, he can die just like his two sons, Nadab and Abihu. So this is pretty solemn stuff. For, because you're in the presence of the power of God. Verse 14, And he shall take some of the blood of the bull and sprinkle it with his finger on the front of the mercy seat on the east side, and in front of the mercy seat he shall sprinkle some of the blood with his finger seven times. And McGee said, Not five times, not six times, not eight times, seven times. So he better learn how to count before he goes in there. Verse 15, Then he shall kill the goat of the sin offering, that is, for the people... And bring its blood inside the veil, and do with its blood as he did with the blood of the bull, sprinkling it over the mercy seat and in front of the mercy seat. Thus he shall make atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanliness of the people of Israel and because of their transgressions and all their sins. And, uh, and so he shall do for the tent of meeting which dwells with them in the midst of their uncleanliness. Verse 17. No one may be in the tent of meeting from the time he enters to make atonement in the holy place until he comes out and has made atonement for himself and for his house and for all the assembly of Israel. So in other words, he's working by himself, symbolizing Christ being alone on the cross. Verse 18, then he shall go out to the altar that is before the Lord and make atonement for it and shall take some of the blood of the bull and some of the blood of the goat and put it on the horns of the altar all around and he shall sprinkle some of the blood on it with his fingers seven times and cleanse and consecrate it from the uncleanliness of the people of Israel. Verse 20, And when he has made an end of atonement for the holy place, and the tent of meeting, and the altar, he shall present the live goat. And Aaron shall lay both his hands on the head of the live goat and confess over it all the inequities of the people of Israel. And as McGee was saying, that must have been a long list. But he's transferring all of this sin from all these offerings to this live goat now to make atonement. And he shall put them on the head of the goat and send it away into the wilderness. Okay? This is a goat of atonement. This is transferring the sin from a from, from the sacrificed to this live goat. And send it away into the wilderness by the hand of a man who is in readiness. In other words, there's a guy that's going to take this goat away. The goat shall bear all the iniquities on itself. To a remote area, and he shall let the goat go free into the wilderness. Okay? So there's no chance this goat's going to like circle back. 23. Then Aaron shall come into the tent of meeting and shall take off 
the linen garments that he had put on when he went into the holy place and shall leave them there. And he shall bathe his body in water in a holy place and put on his garments and come out and offer his burning his burnt offering and the burnt offering of the people and make atonement for himself and the people. Okay? In other words, he's got to wash up, as McGee says. And the fat of the sin offering he shall burn on the altar and he who lets the goat go to a zeal shall wash his clothes and bathe his body in water and afterwards he may come into the camp. Because he's impure because the goat had all the sin on it, right? So he's impure too. So he's got to wash himself before coming. He doesn't want to have any contact with the sin being brought back into the camp. Verse 28, And he who burns them shall wash his clothes and bathe his body in the water and afterwards he may come into the camp. Verse 29, Now, this is sort of like the rules for this whole thing happening. And it shall be a statute to you forever that in the seventh month, on the tenth day of the month, you shall afflict yourselves. In other words, prayer and fasting. And shall do not do work, either the native or the stranger who sojourns with you. For this, on this day shall atonement be made for you to cleanse you, you shall be clean before the Lord from all your sins. It is a Sabbath of solemn rest to you, and you shall afflict yourselves. In other words, prayer and fasting. It is a statute forever. And the priest who is anointed and consecrated as priest in his father's place shall make atonement. Okay. Wearing the holy garment, linen garments. He shall make atonement for the holy sanctuary Atonement for the tent of meeting and for the altar. Atonement for the priests and for all the people of the assembly. Verse 34, And this shall be a statute forever for you, that atonement may be made for the people of Israel once in the year because of all their sins. And Aaron did as the Lord commanded Moses. So, we see a picture of Christ here. Christ's work on the cross and the symbolism of atonement. The transferring of the sin from the sacrifice, the sacrificed animal to the animal that is let go. The sacrificed Christ to the Christ that is risen and now sits at the right hand of God the Father. So let's stop there. We'll turn the rest of the podcast over to our co-host, Matali in Zambia. Matali, I hope you're doing great. Look forward to hearing what you've got to say today. And as always, from me to all of you, God bless you and keep your hearts centered on Christ. We'll see you here next time tomorrow. Hello. So today's teaching is coming from Leviticus chapter 16, beginning at verse 5, all the way through to verse 34. So here in our study today, we are going to be talking about the Great Day of Atonement. This here, you know, the Great Day of Atonement, um, is a great picture of the Lord Jesus Christ as presented to us um, in the Old Testament. In our study yesterday, we read that the great high priest acted alone on the great day of atonement, so all the other priests withdrew. So the great high priest took off his garments of glory and beauty and dressed like any other priest on that day. And what the high priest did and who he was on that day is a picture of Christ and what he has done 
was. And our great high priest was and is God. Our Lord um, laid down his glory. He came down from heaven, laid down all his glory, not his deity, just his glory, and came down on earth and became a man. And this is mirrored in um, what we are studying today in the Great Day of Atonement. So he took the form of man, his God, his, his, his very God of very God and very man of very man. And he is God who took up um, human form and he died for us um, in order to save us from our sins. So he got down and lay down and gave up all his glory and became man. You know, scripture says, in the beginning there was the word and the word was God and that word was manifest into man and that was God. So we begin reading our study today from verse 6, 5 rather, verse 5, and I'll read verse 6 and they read, and he shall take from the congregation of the children of Israel two kids of the goats as a sin offering and one ram as a burnt offering. Aaron shall offer the bull as a sin offering, which is for himself and make atonement for himself and for his house. So this has um, no correspondence. Like we said earlier on, what we are seeing here is um, a mirror of you know when the Lord came here and was man made manifest in flesh. But this here has no correspondence in the Lord Jesus Christ, the sacrifice that he made. So he made no offering for himself when he was here because he himself was a sacrifice. So when he was born, eight days circumcised and 33 days later or 40 days after he was born, he was taken into the temple and an offering of turtle doves was made, but that offering was made for his mother to remind her that she is a sinner. It was made for him. So Aaron entered the Holy of Holies once a year. And um, you know and and here, you know, to say that he entered it at one time is really not quite accurate, like once a year. At one time. On the Great Day of Atonement he went that's the high priest Aaron he went into the Holy of Holies twice first for himself and second for the rest of the nation Israel the scripture goes into verse 7 he shall take the two goats and present them before the Lord at the door of the tabernacle of meeting so we have the preparation of a place after the great high priest is so, sorry, we have preparation of a place after the great high priest is prepared. Uh, scripture goes on to read, verse 8. Then Aaron cast lots for the two goats, one lot for the Lord, and the other for the scapegoat. Verse 9. And Aaron shall bring the goat on which the Lord's lots fell, and offer it 
as a sin offering. Verse 10. But the goat on which the lot fell to be the scapegoat shall be presented alive before the Lord to make atonement upon it and to let it go as the scapegoat into the wilderness. Verse 11. And Aaron shall bring the bull of sin offering which is for himself and make atonement for himself and for his house and shall kill the bull as the sin offering which is for himself verse 12 then he shall take a censer full of burning coals of fire from the altar before the lord which his hands oh sorry, with his hands full of sweet incense beaten fine and bring it inside the veil verse 13 and he shall put the incense on the fire before the lord that the cloud of incense may cover the mercy seat and the mercy seat that is on the testimony least he die so he made sure everything was in order because um and he followed all instructions because looking at what he happened to his sons um verse 14 they actually disobeyed orders yeah verse 14 goes on to read he shall take some of the blood of the bull and sprinkle it with his finger on the mercy seat on the east side and before the mercy seat he shall sprinkle some of the blood with his fingers seven times so here two goats are presented and we need to recognize that one goat was offered as a sin offering. The other goat was taken into the wilderness. So the interpretation that the goat was uh, taken away into the wilderness is a more satisfactory interpretation amongst um, some, if not most, expositors. So this means that the word applies primarily to the goat and the destination of a goat so it means an entire and utter removal so it's part of the sin offering so both goats are a sin offering and sets forth the different aspects of the death of christ in relation to sin so after aaron had gone in and made an offering for himself he took one of the goats slew it took its blood in a basin and got a censer filled it with incense then went inside the holy of holies so the brazen altar was in the outer court so when we were looking at um, the tabernacle and the instructions for building it we saw the different um, positions of um, and areas of the tabernacle so this brazen altar was in the outer court and there are two and they and yeah sorry the brazen altar was in the outer court so the ark and the mercy seat were up against the veil so they were veiled and covered Aaron came around and faced east in the holy of holies and he took that blood of the sin offering and sprinkled it seven times so make sure he followed everything step by step according to the instructions that were given so he sprinkled um 
blah 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 seven times so he does everything just like the instructions were given to him so he's now to represent the people scripture reads from verse 15 then he shall kill the goat of the sin offering which is for the people bring his blood inside the veil do with that blood as he did with the blood of the bull and sprinkle it on the mercy seat and before the mercy seat so he shall make atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanliness of the children of israel and because of their transgressions for all their sins and so he shall do it for the tabernacle of meeting which remains among them in the midst of their uncleanliness there shall be no man in the tabernacle of meeting when he goes in to make atonement for the holy in the holy place until he comes out that he may take uh, atonement for himself for his household and for all the assembly of israel and he shall go out to the altar and is before sorry he shall go out to the altar that is before the lord and make atonement for it and shall take some of the blood of the bull and some of the blood of the goat and put it on the horns of the altar all around then he shall sprinkle some of the blood on it with his finger seven times cleanse it and consecrate it for from the cleanliness of the children of israel so the bold blood here as we have read was for him for his sin so when he killed the goat he took the blood that blood of the goat um, um and his um he goes into the holy of holies um not only for himself as his um and his family but he goes into the holy of holies for the children of israel as well so um and he does so for their transgressions and their uncleanliness he anoints the altar with blood because that altar is the very place where the sacrifices are made had become polluted because of the of the sins and transgressions of the children of Israel so it's not the cross that actually is important um it's the one who died on the cross so it's the quality of the person who's on the cross you may have a lot of crosses but it's who died on the cross we are not redeemed of corruptible things of silver and gold but with the precious blood of jesus that's how we get redeemed with the precious blood of the lamb and that lamb has no spot no blemish so um scripture goes on to read and we drop down to 20 to 22 and it reads and when he has made an end of atoning for the holy place the tabernacle of meeting and the altar he shall bring the live goat 
Aaron shall lay both his hands on the head of the live goat, confess over it all the iniquities of the children of Israel, and these should have been a lot, wow, and all their transgressions concerning all their sins, putting them on the head of the goat, and shall send it away into the wilderness by the hand of a suitable man. The goat shall bear on itself all the iniquities to an uninhabited land, and he shall release the goat in the wilderness. So here, on this day, the great high priest, this day of the great atonement, the great high priest functioned alone. So Aaron, um, he sprinkled the blood of the Lord's goat on the mercy seat. And now places his hand on the head of the goat, this live goat, and confesses the sins of Israel. So the laying on of the hands denotes the fact that this goat is now identified as the sins of Israel. So the Israelites were stationed... um, at intervals, you know, when this live goat, when a suitable man was actually picked to take this goat into the wilderness, so they they, they were stationed at intervals to see that the job was actually that the goat was taken into the wilderness and that the live goat finally disappeared into the wilderness, never to be seen or found again. And the news that the goat has was gone was relayed from station to station where they were standing so it was known a few minutes later in the temple and just as the news was passed from station to station so the good news that Christ lives and Christ has taken away our sins has been passed from you know from the gospel of Matthew all the way through to the gospel of John to Paul the Apostle. That's how the good news has been passed on. So, like we said earlier on, this scripture here is a shadow, is a mirror of when Christ came here. And finally, this good news that Christ takes away all the sins of the world has been passed on in our lives today to you and me. So Christ has put away our sins in a perfect and complete manner. And the scapegoat illustrates that he has done this for us. And um, several scriptures actually confirm it. Psalms 103, verse 12, reads, As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. And if I look at Isaiah, rather, yeah, Isaiah 38, verse 17, reads, Indeed, it was for my own peace that I have great bitterness, that you have lovingly delivered my soul from the pit of corruption, for you have cast all my sins behind your back. And let's turn to Isaiah 44 verse 22 which reads 
I have blotted out like a thick cloud your transgressions, and like a cloud your sins. Return to me, oh, for I have redeemed you. So we have been redeemed. And um, um, the scapegoat actually illustrates that, you know, um, Christ bore all our sins for us. And he saves us. He keeps saving us. So the great day of atonement to the Christian is a great day for us. So when the high priest is there with his bloody hands on, and he lays his bloody hands on the head of the goat, uh, we think of the Lord on the cross. He's the Lamb of God that actually takes away the sin of the world. So if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, just keeps on cleansing us from all sin. I like this saying that Dr. J.D. McGee uh, stated, and I wrote it down here. It says, faith transfers our sins, Christ removes them, and God forgets them. So, and Dr. J.D. McGee pointed out the fact that, you know, with the high priest, after he laid his bloody hands on that goat, and you know the whole ritual and and, and practice of um, atonement was over he left the holy of holies and went out and you know washed himself clean with water and this is not um you know a mirror of christ with christ it did not end there christ went and he's sitting he's at the right hand of god and he's still sitting at the right hand of god scripture goes into read verse 23 and he actually, sorry, sits the right hand of God and he watches over us. But the Aaron, the great high priest, he was only to go back in the Holy of Holies um, a year later to offer um, the sin sacrifice um, again for Israel's transgressions and uncleanliness. Verse 23 goes on to read, then Aaron shall come into the tabernacle of meeting, shall take off the linen garment which he put on when he went into the holy place, and shall leave them there. And he shall wash his body with water in a holy place, put on his garments, come out, and offer his burnt offering, and the burnt offering of the people and make atonement for himself and for the people so like i said so the ritual of the great day of atonement have been completed but with christ after the atonement after he died on the cross he rose again he was resurrected rose again and is seated at the right hand of, fa of the father and he will come again to judge the living and the dead but he's there watching over us and protecting us Verse, um, we drop down to verse 26. It reads, And he who released the goat as the scapegoat shall wash his clothes and bathe his body in water, and afterwards he may come into the camp. So God was impressing on these that they were sinners and they needed to be cleansed. This person, this suitable person who carried this goat that, um, 
you know, bore our sins, that the high priest laid his hands on and bore our sins, had to come back and wash again. So God is holy, and you and I are sinners, and our sins have separated us from God, and the only way is what Christ did for us. The only way we can have that rapport with God, because we are unclean and unholy. He died for our sins, eternal into sorry Christ died for our sins he entered into the holy place and offered his blood because he gave him like he thinks seems thinks literal blood that he actually took to heaven so God has removed our sins by his blood we are cleansed so and we can approach him anytime any day so one on the day of atonement the ceremony that actually took place which was the only day of um, mourning and fasting which God never gave to his people it was a day to uh, afflict the, the the soul because of sin so it was mourning for um, our sins and this is the basis of fasting in the Old Testament it's not a day to say you know happy Kippur is it Yopper? yes it's a day to actually moan for our sins and our transgressions and you know Christ died for us and um, he is our great high priest so this um, chapter that we read as a mirror, as a reflection of um, the Lord Jesus Christ. This is our teaching for today. Thank you all for listening in. God bless you all and have a pleasant day. Bye-bye.